And children, I'm going to start with a little fill in the blank for you to see if you can remember what we've been talking about in the past couple weeks. So if you know the answer, just shout it out. You don't have to raise your hand, okay? You ready? The last few weeks, we have started learning from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Good job. Okay. And here we see Jesus teaching about God's Torah, which we can translate as God's who, what was instructions, right? So we've been talking about how the word Torah, or it's sometimes translated law, actually comes from the verb yara, to instruct. So God's instructions Jesus is teaching about in the Sermon on the Mount. And remember, he's teaching as the first person in history who has actually followed God's instructions completely. So here we have the instructions, and here we have the actual model. Jesus is the first person to teach about God's instructions and also live them out perfectly. So it's interesting, when you actually have the model in front of you, you can see it from new angles, from different perspectives, than you can see when you just have the instructions, two-dimensional, right? So when Jesus teaches us about the law, we actually see, I've never seen the bottom of the model, not in here, you actually see different perspectives, different angles of God's instructions because Jesus is also living them out. So this morning, we heard Jesus talk about one of God's instructions. He said, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders somebody needs to be punished. But Jesus adds a special warning, a new angle. He says that anger can be just as big a deal as murder. What? Jesus says murder is a big and terrible thing, but often it starts out as an invisible, small, secret thing, as festering anger in somebody's heart. And Jesus says, if we're going to live the way we were really designed to live completely, we need to avoid both murder and anger, both murder with our hands and unrighteous anger in our hearts, because both of them are dangerous. Why is that? What was the connection between anger and murder? Let's think about that for a minute. When we hold on to anger in our hearts, when we don't work things out with somebody, tell me if you've experienced this, we actually start to wish that the other person would just go away, that they would just disappear. We don't want to see them, talk to them, think about it. Do you see how that's a little bit like murder? We kind of want to erase that person. Or when we say insults, like Jesus says in this passage, like raka, which was an Aramaic term for empty head, empty, know nothing. When we say insults like raka or fool, which in Greek means kind of empty soul, it's something like scoundrel or villain. When we call somebody empty head, empty soul, we're already treating them like they're not made in God's image, right? Because God's not an empty head. God doesn't have an empty soul. So we're treating them like they're not in God's image. And do you see how that's like murder? Anger is dangerous for our hearts and for our relationships. So Jesus says that anger is so dangerous that when we realize it's there, we need to stop, drop whatever we're doing, and deal with it. Stop, drop, and deal, right? (laughs) Or another way to say that is make it right, right away. Can you say that with me? Make it right, right away. Jesus treats this like it's as dangerous as fire. Anger is dangerous, and so we drop everything and deal with it. Because anger that we don't talk about is really bad for our hearts. So did you know, actually, that this is why the church 
many centuries ago, started our habit of passing the peace before we come to Jesus' table to have our family meal together. It was supposed to be a time when people could make peace with one another um, before we come to share communion. And you know what? It's actually still a good chance for that. So every once in a while, if you pay attention, you will see me sneak over to Pastor Don during the peace <laughs> and say, I'm so sorry I snapped at you this morning. Or sometimes I'll scoot along to the end of the pew and give Miriam a hug and say, I'm really sorry I was impatient with you on the way to church during the peace, right? Please forgive me. That's what the peace is for. And if you're like a lot of Christian families, getting out of the house on Sunday morning gives you lots of things to say you're sorry for and to forgive each other for, right? So do it at the peace. That's what it's about when you have the chance. That's really good practice for the rest of the week, getting in the habit of stop, drop, and deal and make it right, right away. Let's say that together one more time. Make it right, right away. Anger that we don't talk about is bad for our hearts, and it can grow from a little invisible sin to a big, terrible one. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you lived out God's law perfectly so we could see it from new angles and learn more about it than we ever had before. We pray that you would help us to share your perspective that anger is dangerous and to not let it just sit there and fester. Teach us to stop, drop, and deal, Lord, um, by the power of your Holy Spirit because you care about our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.